0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Redhead Report. I'm Alicia And I'm Catherine, And today is not business as usual. Today we're going to be speaking out on recent events to hopefully educate and enlighten those who may be for some reason on the fence about things or unsure what to do, how to help, how to feel.
1: We're also gonna make this very clear at the beginning that this is not a political episode because we believe human rights are not politics. We're not pushing towards a certain political standing or enforcing rhetoric from either side of the partisan system that we have in our country, but we are here to use our privilege as a platform to promote a message that needs to be heard, and it needs to be heard from not just black Americans, but needs to be pushed by all races, especially white allies. It's no longer enough to just be an ally. We need to be activists.
0: Yeah, and when we started this podcast, you know, we were going to talk about current events, I think it'd be wrong of us not to talk about this. Absolutely. Yeah. So today we are going to talk about the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota by a police officer. I'm sure by now you have seen the video of Floyd's murder, because that is correct. It was filmed. And actually a lot of things are being filmed right now, but we'll get into that. General outrage over the captured murder is absolutely understandable mm. the video is terrible and it can clearly be seen that George is dying and the officer Derek Chauvin kneels on his neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds and he does this in the presence of 3 other officers while George pleads for his life at some point even calling out for his mother
1: it is heartbreaking yeah, infuriating disgusting um we could go on. Uh, the anger was obviously over this gruesome and apparent show of force from this officer, but this came only a few months after another man, Ahmed Aubrey was chased down while he was running in a neighborhood in Georgia by two white males. He was also shot to death. This incident was also filmed. Um, there's been a lot of outrage and discussion about the offenders. And by that, we mean the white men who have victimized these men and killed them in cold blood would they have even been charged if it had not been for the community uproar and the footage of the killings black men and women in the country are being killed in the streets for purely existing and it has to stop there are hundreds of accounts of black americans being killed and for no other reason than the police could or the neighbors could and we have to hold the police forces and the citizens of america accountable for their actions and that comes past the murders I think the hardest thing for whites to understand right now is that this is not about them. This is about the systematic racism we have seen play out in our communities for years.
0: The officer, Derek Chauvin, was finally brought up on charges for the murder of George Floyd, but he's only being charged with third degree, which has a maximum sentence of 25 years in prison, and second degree manslaughter, which to many, including us, mm-hmm. is not enough. The other three officers, Dotao, Jay Alexander, we're going to say Kung, and Thomas K Lane have not been charged with anything in accordance to the murder of George Floyd even though Kung can be seen holding Floyd's back in the video and Lane was holding his legs. Tao also stood over to make sure that an onlooker could not intervene in the incident. All four officers were fired from the Minneapolis Police Department but even that feels like something that happened only because the community outcry.
1: Correct. And what I will add here too, um, a little bit of background on uh, Derek uh, Chauvin. He actually had, I believe, it was 18 internal um, complaints against him. Um, So those are internal. So those are other people in the police department, force, right, um, putting complaints forward. Um, Some of them definitely um in race issues um and uh do Tao actually in 2017 was a part of a an excessive force lawsuit um so two of these officers had previous um, incidents where they showed excessive force on individuals that were black um, and the officers were there because Floyd had allegedly used a counterfeit $20 bill at a corner store. I'm only saying this out loud so that everyone can hear it. George Floyd did not resist arrest, and that can be seen in from a security camera that belonged to a store that the murder took place in front of. This man died because he allegedly used a counterfeit $20 bill that cost him his life. That and just the fact that he was black. And I don't even know what to say about that except that it's disgusting. Not to mention the other three cops facilitated the murder, two of them helping to pin him down and the other playing
0: lookout. Unfortunately, this is not an isolated event. This behavior is not a one-off happening. Some citizens want to believe that there has been a rise in racial hate and we are here to tell you that this is not the case. They are just being documented cell phone cameras have offered more protection to black americans than any law enforcement agency court prosecutor elected official or news organization and that's just a fact
1: yeah it is um and i i think that that's what's kind of uh i would say eye-opening like for sure there it's not i think this has been
0: happening Yes. This whole time. Right. It's just now that everyone, I mean, the phrase, everyone's now an amateur filmmaker, uh-huh. could be made the same for news outlet. Well, and I was, when I was talking to my mom, because um, my mom
1: and I had a pretty intense conversation, and she was saying, you know, because she she lived through the civil rights movement. Yeah. Um, and she was talking about the fact that um, that she felt kind of like it we that she felt like they had never seen something, like, to this magnitude before. Right. And so we were having the conversation that I don't think that that's true. No. I just think that the coverage is so...
0: Part of that statement is true. Intense. We've, we've never seen... Correct.
1: Yeah, because, like, in, this, in the 70s or whatever, it was very... Um, there it wasn't a th- documented. Like the other no. day I was watching CNN and I think I told you that they've got three live um, recordings of coverage c- yeah. of cities that are doing protests. So um, it's, I-, I guess so now we... It's more
0: accessible yeah. than it's ever
1: been. Correct. And so, but it's not new.
0: No, it's not, not the new. Um,
1: But with that being said, we do think that it's time for a change. Um, so now we ask, what can we do? You can accept that there's white privilege. That is step one. And if you're white, you benefit from white privilege. That's it. I think it's really hard to watch people not just ignore this fact, but fight it. Um, it helps no one to fight against the fact that if you are white, you benefit from white privilege. You will never understand the hardships of being preemptively judged solely by the color of your skin. The easiest way that I can explain white privilege is by asking if you are white, would you trade places with a black American? And if you answered no, which if you said yes, you're lying. And if you answered no, it's because you know your life would be harder if you were a black American. And that is white privilege at its core. Mm -hmm. You know that you live in a society that has been built to protect the privilege of whites, and that is hard. Yeah, especially it's also something
0: that's ingrained in our society and our upbringing from mm-hmm. a very young age. So it, sometimes it could be hard to look inward and see something like that in yourself, especially if you consider yourself an advocate or an ally to look in and say, "No, I, I benefit from white privilege." Correct.
1: I think that that's hard, you know, and. But right now, I, I think, think the it, main...
0: I think the problem that people have is the word privilege. Because people say, well, I've gone through this. Well, I've gone right. through this. But everything is shown under a light of mm-hmm. white privilege. Right.
1: And I think that one of the, one of the things that's helped um, with explanation and everything, too, is that white privilege has nothing to do with your upbringing, with your mm-hmm. socioeconomic status, Um, with your like really your family with anything it's just solely the fact that you were born white and that makes it so that you don't have to deal with say social interactions that people of color have to deal with you don't have to wonder if you are going to be shot in a neighborhood for exercising or if you're gonna get pulled over and get pulled out of your car like that kind of stuff is what we're talking about when it comes to white privilege. It is a real thing. Mm-hmm. If you are white, you benefit from white privilege. And there is absolutely no reason to act like
0: you don't. Everything that we experienced, every hardship that we experienced, is within white privilege. Right. It would have been 18
1: times worse if we had not been Absolutely. White. And that's. I think that that's the main thing that you have to look at. and So with that, like, I don't know. It's kind of a hard thing because I know that people are struggling with it. Of course. But it's also, like we said earlier, this has nothing to do with you. No. With me, with white people. And it doesn't really have anything to do with us being able to accept our white privilege except for the fact that if you are denying it, you are standing in the way of reform and it doesn't make sense to do it. No. So get over yourself figure it out. If you feel, and I think one of the things I was talking to Catherine about is if you feel a knee-jerk reaction
0: to we, something we that's happening. We both have a knee-jerk reaction to this, to what's happening right now, Right. but our knee-jerk reactions aren't even a molecule mm. of what the people who have been persecuted against for correct years, decades, yeah, this whole time,
1: hundreds of years, hundreds of years. And, uh, but I will say that if you, the best thing that you can do, obviously, other than donating, and signing petitions, everything, which right. we'll get to at the end, the best thing that you can do is figure out why you feel a certain way about
0: something. This is kind of like digging up roots. Right. It's hard. Yes. They're in the ground and they're tight and they're but hard they're to dig so up, but they're fucking rotten and they're deep. But you have to dig them up so that you can, I mean, to go along with that metaphor, you got to dig them up so that you can have a fruitful garden, right. I guess. <laughs>
1: um, another situation which we're going to address is um, all lives matter, because, of course, we're going to talk about you know, yeah. Black Lives Matter. Um, I personally despise this group, and it's because I've always felt like it was a group of people setting out to undermine and shift the message of the Black Lives Matter group. Sure. I have always felt that way. Every single second of their existence, I have felt like they were a group that literally was put together to undermine the Black Lives Matter group. And no one is saying that all lives don't matter. That's the opposite of what we're saying. Correct. (laughs) Yeah, but there is a very specific system in place that makes it clear that black lives do not matter. So please stop saying All Lives Matter. This isn't about your cushy white life in your suburban home. This is about the systematic racism towards people of color in our legal systems, our neighborhoods, and our police departments. And there is an analogy that I'm sure you guys have all seen online. Um, And I'll bring it up here because it's simple and I feel like it's a good way to show the All Lives Matter group how unimportant and misdirecting their messages are It's like if your house was on fire and the fire department showed up to start to put out the flames, but your neighbor had them start putting water on their house, even though it was clearly fine, and their reaction to your outrage was, well, all houses matter, how would you feel? Like I said, it's simple. It's a simple analogy, but oh my God, does it make the All Lives Matter group look like exactly what it is? Which is yet another group that wants to misdirect and make something about them. It's all. It also clearly shows that they misunderstand the Black Lives Matter movement entirely. For sure. Because once again, this isn't about you. No. This isn't about white lives. It's not about other lives. It's about the systematic racism that we see in our policies and our community guidelines. And even in our own mental states mm-hmm. that has been built in through years of information that and, well, I, we've just been given.
0: And we can talk about this too. There, um, I've seen a lot of posts and articles recently that there's a difference mm. between not being racist and being anti-racist. Yes. Um, you could look in the mirror and say, I'm not a racist, right. but if you are not anti-racist, you are part of the problem. Right,
1: yeah, and that's absolutely true and I, I, we obviously agree with that and that's what we said at the beginning too that we've kind of hit a point now where it's not enough just to be an ally. You mm-hmm. have to be an activist and you have to be fighting racism like with your whole being and I know that that sucks because or not sucks but it, there's this idea of like oh, but it's kind of uncomfortable and like when you think about it, Your uncomfortability with something is not more important than somebody else's rights in their life. It's just not, it's just not.
0: we talked about this too. I have some more things to say, but we talked about this too when we talked about whether or not we were going to record this episode of the podcast. Mm -hmm. We were like, well, we don't want to offend somebody. We don't want to upset. And then we took a moment, looked back and said, what are we even saying Because
1: if if anything, we came to the conclusion that we don't want to offend black lives.
0: Of course. Because that's what I was going to say is like, what are we even saying? Because the people, the people that will be offended and will be upset Uh are the people that are resisting change and they're. Going against progress. Because they're uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable. What we are, what we were concerned about were offending and upsetting the black community because we would never want to do that. Right. Um, so we were worried about this episode. I don't want to say worried, but we were concerned about this episode for the wrong reasons. Right. And we had to go inward and change how we were thinking about it. Right. And I, I'm not going to speak for you because it is completely possible that I do not know you. But... I will express something that I felt while wading through the atrocities that have occurred due to police brutality recently and not so recently. With everything that's happening, the year that we've all had, I had a moment where I thought, I'm just going to turn this off. I'm going to walk away because it seemed too much, too difficult to handle. But that is in fact part of the problem. As white people, we don't have a whole lot at stake in this. Regardless of the outcome of these protests, our lives will remain largely the same. But if nothing changes, the lives of the black Americans in our communities will stay the same as well. By not engaging, tuning it out, you are directly contributing to the injustices and being complicit. Now is not the time to be complicit. It is not the time to step out of the conversation in fear of offending or upsetting those around you. Now is the time to speak up. I saw a graphic that said, um, white silence is violence. Mm -hmm. And I believe we actually used that in a Redhead Report Instagram post as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems like an odd statement. (laughs) Surely not contributing shouldn't hurt. Mm -hmm. But this is not a time for stepping into the shadows and burying your head in the sand. It is a time to stand with your friends, your family, your communities, and speak up for those who no longer can. But it's also time to listen. I. We were cautious of the fact that we didn't want to... I don't know. This podcast is pretty personal. We usually talk about an event and then we talk about our personal like mm-hmm. opinions on it. Where our opinions, in this case, don't really matter. Correct. Um, it is not black Americans' jobs to teach us their struggles and their pain. Mm-hmm. However... Black Americans are speaking loudly and clearly, and if you take a minute to listen, to really hear what they're saying and open up your heart to their plight, you might actually learn something. I saw this online a few days ago and I want to share it here. It's a quote from Scott Woods um, and it says, there is no anti-racist certification class. It is a set of socioeconomic traps and cultural values that are fired up every time we interact with the world. It is a thing that you have to keep scooping out of the boat of your life to keep from drowning in it. I know it's hard work, but it's the price you pay for owning everything. So hopefully, now you are wondering, how can we help? Where can we donate? Where can we sign petitions? Uh, We will put a full list of our favorite organizations and ones that seem to be making the most difference and the ones that we could find. that are taking a stand for equality and unity in the episode description. There are quite a few of them, (laughs) Um, but there are so many wonderful ways for you to help that we figured we'd link you to all the ones we could find. Mm -hmm. And as I typed these out, I went ahead and donated to each and signed each petition. It took me all of 20 minutes, and it really can make a difference. It's something small that you can do from your phone or your computer that will help and will make a difference. We understand that it's been a difficult year for so many especially financially but every dollar every signature helps so please we encourage you to give what you can and speak up when you can.
1: Right and I do think that it's important you know with you saying that I think that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of question about what can we do um, especially with the protests going on and all of that and I think one of the main things that I've seen too um, that people want to point out is if you can't protest, right? So, not, not every- everybody yeah. is built to protest. Um, you know, people with disabilities or young children or, you know, stuff like that. Something that might make it so that you can't get out there and be that line that helps in the protests. That doesn't mean that you are incapable of helping you can whether you can donate if you don't have any money you can't donate you can sign the petitions you can talk to um your state leaders we, your senators we your called mayors call
0: the numbers we texted the lines we
1: you know right because i think a lot of this a lot of what especially going into understanding like the legal um situations that we're about to have to go through you know the reform that's going to have to happen a lot of it is going to be at your community levels at your state levels your you know the mayors that you have in place your um, police chiefs your you know like I said your senators your house reps all of those people are the people that are going to make it so that we can create changes that help with the Black Lives Matter movement and those things are so important and you know Catherine said earlier that it is not the burden of black people to have to tell us how to fix what we've done to them it is our responsibility to get in there do the research figure it out figure out who you need to talk to and I'm talking about at your state levels too first off you should probably already know who your senators are. Sure. <laughs> um, but I'll point. That's okay. I, <laughs> I, mean, that I if understand you if you don't. That's fine. <laughs> but if you don't, um, look it up. Figure out when your voting is. But I, and vote, we talk, vote, vote. We talk about that so much, and we're obviously not going to talk about the you know upcoming presidential election. Of course or, not. Um, but, but even in that, even in voting and stuff like that, it's the president, I don't feel like I have to say this, but the president actually does not run a lot of the things that we do.
0: Uh-huh. A lot
1: of the things that impact us on our day-to-day you know, lives are our community stuff. Know where you live. Know who your mayor is who your town reps are, who your
0: councils are. And remember that they work for you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's
0: I think that's something that that we forget, even with the police force. Oh, yeah. The police force is there to protect you, to protect us, mm-hmm. to protect...
1: I mean, they're literally tax paid, so, They're yeah.
0: literally for us. And I feel like...
1: And that reform of police departments is going to come that's gonna, at your city level. That's going to
0: take that's going to take a lot of work
1: right and the thing is so what we're saying is don't be afraid to do the research you need to we are a big
0: we've always been a big proponent of don't take our word for it you do the research right is power know just enough to be dangerous we've said in the last episode it we are big advocates of going out and doing the research yourselves, Mm. not even taking our word for it. We do the research on our own, but we encourage you to go out and find which charities you vibe with, to sign the petitions that you think, you know, stand for what you want to change, what, you know... Mm. Do the research. Find out how you personally, you, yes, you can help. Because each individual person who listens to this podcast can do something. Just because, it's what Alicia said, just because you can't go out there and hold a sign and stand there. um, If you're afraid, if you're have an ailment of some sort mm-hmm. there are still ways that's not the end-all be-all right protesting is super important and
1: one of the main things too that i've seen like one of and it's kind of it's a little nerdy yeah um so if y'all played dnd or we tried once pathfinder or anything <laughs> like that um there's a really important thing in there that the characters you create can only wield certain weapons because right. they have you know a power to wield those weapons. Not every single character can wield the same weapons. And it is the same thing with us. Not every single person can be out there in the protest, can be on the front line. You need the people that are, you know, keeping information current, that are, you know, pointing people in the right directions. You have different weapons. Figure out what your weapon is and utilize it
0: snapping because that's so good snaps snaps and have those uncomfortable i'm putting this in quotes you can't see me have those uncomfortable conversations talk to your parents talk to your friends stand
1: out against microaggressions that's my main thing too especially with white privilege if your friend thinks it's funny to make a joke start telling them hey no it's not okay yeah it's them being uncomfortable them having those you know racist tendencies it's not we're past the point of that it's not okay for them to just continue doing it because you feel like it's going to make something uncomfortable you know we had a conversation too um about listenership and like who listens to us and everything like that um and that's why we said at the beginning of this that human rights are not it's not a political stance it's not politics everybody deserves to have the same rights to feel the same comfort to have the same abilities to live their day-to-day life and not worry about somebody killing them on the street because they're not white and everybody deserves that so that's not up for argument if you disagree if you're all lives matter if you know you're something like that you've got a heart out bro because and i hate saying that but like we're we're kind of past the point of uh, offending people I
0: think maybe you should find another podcast right correct we just made <laughs> eye contact nodded I think maybe you should find another this, podcast. this is not this the isn't one for you bro
1: this isn't for you because
0: here's I don't want to say the official redhead report stance but this is something that we both are very passionate about yeah. something that we both believe in wholeheartedly yeah. We are 150% with those people on the front lines. We are with the people who are signing the, pro, uh, the petitions. We are with the people mm-hmm. who are standing up for something that is everyone's inalienable, in- can I say it? Inalienable right. Right. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. so like we said- we, It took a this little bit month- of power <laughs> out of my punch. Obviously, this is, um, like we said, not not business as usual, but we do want y'all to know yeah. um, that we are aware of our white privilege.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We are aware of it. We have examined it. We have, like I said earlier, asked those questions to ourselves. We had
0: a difficult conversation with each other.
1: Yeah, like, what can we do? Why do I feel that way? And so this week, we ask you to do the same thing. Have those conversations with your family, hell, have the conversation with yourself. Mm -hmm. I had a hard conversation with myself earlier this week. And it's those moments where you are recognizing that there is fault, that you are part of the problem, and you don't want to be part of the problem anymore. Right. And we refuse to be part of the problem.
0: We refuse. Yeah. This episode is obviously a lot shorter than it would normally be, but this is what we had to say. And Mm -hmm. we thank you for listening to us and now we ask that you listen to those who need to be listened to absolutely make sure you
1: know that you're paying attention um, that you are if you're gonna promote things on your social media um, that you are promoting the groups that need your help in elevating their messages maybe into places that they would not typically be heard sure because that is part of us working through this together, getting rid of that veil of white privilege and putting the message into every single platform, every single platform. Mm-hmm. And we understand, you know, I've seen a lot of people that, you know, they're exhausted, that they are, you know, all these things. Think about having to be black and having to deal with it every single second of every single day. You're going to be nothing. fine. Yeah. Correct. I said so at this point, you know, we're standing together mm-hmm. and we're gonna work together to figure out what needs to be promoted, what needs to be helped. to the groups. Like I said, there's gonna be like a huge list of places you can donate. Please petitions you can sign. Please. Um Literally
0: it took me twenty minutes.
1: Right. You know, and that's nothing. That's that's really twenty nothing.
0: minutes of my life to help right countless people
1: and so we'll end you know this week we we do thank you for listening to us we hope that this gives you if you if you have been in a place where you're not really sure how you're feeling about things we hope that this is going to help you along maybe put you on the right path maybe some of these petitions you know some of the um groups that need donations and everything like that 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 will open your eyes a little bit to how much you can help Mm -hmm. um And, I mean, choose your weapon. Figure that out. And that is the best advice that we can give you. Figure out what your weapon is and wield it. And, obviously, Black Lives Matter. Thank you, guys. Bye.